Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. The life experiences of Joseph in the Old Testament and Joseph's responses to those experiences provide every one of us with a wealth of wisdom, instruction, and motivation. Joseph was the 11th of the 12 sons of Jacob. Jacob made no secret of the fact that Joseph was his favorite son, which made Joseph's 10 older brothers angry at him pretty much all the time. The defining factor of Joseph's youth was that Joseph had very specific dreams about the course that his life would take. These dreams led Joseph to believe that God had big things for him, and they caused him to be a very positive, driven young man. But Joseph found out that the pursuit of his dreams would not happen without some great challenges and heartaches. It seemed like the hurts in Joseph's life just got worse and worse, but they never seemed to discourage Joseph from pursuing his dreams. When Joseph was 17 years old, his brothers threw him into a deep pit, and then later they sold him to some traveling merchants. But that didn't cause Joseph to give up on his God-given dreams. The merchants who bought him took him to Egypt and sold him. He was purchased by an important man named Potiphar. Joseph worked hard for Potiphar and earned his trust, so that Potiphar put Joseph in charge of his entire household. Then Potiphar's wife tried to tempt Joseph, and when Joseph resisted, Potiphar's wife falsely accused Joseph of attacking her, and Potiphar immediately fired Joseph and had him thrown in prison. Still, Joseph didn't give up on his dreams. He was such a help to the keeper of the prison that the prison keeper put Joseph in charge of the prison. And while he was in prison, two men were thrown in prison by Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, his butler and his baker. One morning, the butler and the baker awoke, each having had very troubling dreams. Joseph overheard them talking, and he offered to interpret their dreams for them. The butler told his dream first, and Joseph told him that his dream meant that in three days he'd be released from prison and returned to his previous position. So then the baker told his dream, and Joseph told him that his dream meant that in three days he would be executed. Both dreams came to pass exactly as Joseph had said. After Joseph had told the butler the meaning of his dream, he told the butler his own story and said, When you're released, can you say a good word for me to Pharaoh? The butler said, Oh, yeah, sure, sure. But when the butler was released, he completely forgot about Joseph. Joseph was stuck in that prison. Still, he didn't give up on his God-given dreams. Two years later, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, had two very real dreams of his own one night. The next morning, he told his dreams to his entire staff, hoping that somebody could tell him what they meant. But nobody could. And that's when the butler remembered Joseph. When Pharaoh heard that there was a man in prison that could interpret his dreams, he sent for him immediately. Joseph appeared before Pharaoh, listened to Pharaoh's dreams, told him that his dreams were a warning that there would be seven years of great plenty throughout Egypt, followed immediately by seven years of great famine. And then Joseph recommended that Pharaoh put a man in charge of stockpiling food during the first seven years to prepare for the seven years of famine. Pharaoh was so impressed with the interpretation that he hired Joseph on the spot to do that job. 
Joseph was now 30 years old, and everything had suddenly changed for him. Joseph got married, and his wife gave birth to two sons. Listen to what the Bible says about the names that Joseph gave to his sons. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God, said he, hath made me to forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim. For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. It seems that Joseph had put the memories of his youth behind him and was now focused on his future in Egypt. Still, I have to believe that for 20 years, Joseph's heart had been plagued with some nagging questions. Why would my own flesh and blood betray me and sell me? What did they tell my father? Did my father make any effort to come and find me? During that second seven years, the years of famine, Joseph's ten older brothers showed up one day to buy some food. He recognized them immediately, but they didn't recognize him. He was 37 years old now, and he spoke Egyptian, and he dressed like an Egyptian. Joseph used this as an opportunity to be reunited with his younger brother Benjamin and to try to get his father and his whole family to move to Egypt. And in the process of these efforts, Joseph caused his brothers to pour their hearts out in confession, first to one another, thinking that he couldn't understand them, and later to Joseph himself through an interpreter. Their heartfelt confessions began to answer Joseph's questions. And both times, Joseph broke down weeping, revealing that the deep hurts he'd been carrying were beginning to heal. The life of Joseph demonstrates that we don't have to have the answers to our hurts in order to have the presence of God in our lives or to fulfill God's purpose in our lives. Christian, if you will continue to pursue God's presence and purpose in spite of the hurts, He will give you answers and healing in His time. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.